This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Back from Seattle, and I'm still shaking my head here as we open up the podcast on what a battle it was in the Pacific Northwest as the Bucks took on the Seahawks, and the game had to even go to a fifth period before it was decided. Russell Wilson is just a magician. That's the word that I keep coming back to with what he's able to do with the football and in heroic situation after heroic situation, especially at home. He got the Bucks on Sunday. Took us down on a 40-34 comeback win, a game in which the Buccaneers led 21-7 earlier in the contest. But that's the reason why you keep playing. You keep battling for four quarters and actually so many different lead changes and subplots and plot twists in this game that we have to get to and to get over. So thank you for finding me here on this edition of Nothing But Bucks. We've got highlights. We've got interviews. You're going to hear from Jameis Winston. You're going to hear from the rookie first-round pick linebacker Devin White. You're going to hear from head coach Bruce Arians a little bit later on as well in the aftermath of this game as the Bucks have now completed an odyssey. That's what it is. That's what I'm terming it of the last six weeks, including a bye week, five different games away from home. One of them technically called a home game, but that was 4,500 miles away at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, England, to Los Angeles and the L.A. Coliseum and back, to New Orleans and back, to London and back, and then off of a bye week to Nashville and back, to Seattle and back over... 20,000 air miles for the Buccaneers to go and play all these different games before playing a game again at Raymond James Stadium. Haven't been at home at Raymond James Stadium since September. Now we'll be home coming later this week. So this was the final of those five games in the Odyssey. And it would not be easy to go to Seattle and to be able to perform well. But you're going to hear in the highlights that's exactly what the Bucs did. Uh, what a day again for Mike Evans, who is making the case for all pro status for this 2019 season. Not just the Pro Bowl, but one of the best two receivers in football with the job that he has been doing, especially uh, recently and over the last couple of games. Uh, monstrous performance after monstrous performance. Career-high 12 catches from him. We'll hear more from him uh, uh, in terms of the highlights a little bit later on in the job that he was able to do. Uh, Jameis Winston, another 300-yard pass day. A defense which uh, bent and at times even broke in the secondary, but still came up with a key play in the fourth quarter that gave the Bucks a chance uh, to go and, and retake the lead in quarter number four. Just, uh, just a battle, a back-and-forth battle in this one. So much to get to, much to talk about. Why don't we begin with the highlights of what went on on the third day of November, a beautiful day in the Pacific Northwest, gorgeous part of the country. Don't know how many of you on the podcast have had the opportunity to go out to the Pacific Northwest, have been there several times with the Buccaneers. My sister, my uh, brother-in-law, my cousin and her husband, I got a chance to see them. They all live out there, have lived out there for the better part of about 20 years. And so I enjoy getting to go see them, but just to uh, the mountains, the the crisp air that was not raining, it was just gorgeous, gorgeous sunset on Saturday night prior to uh, this contest on Sunday. And then we got a great fall day for football with temperatures in the mid-50s in and around 
kickoff at CenturyLink Field. And for the Buccaneers, they got the coin toss and got the opening kickoff and wasted no time driving right down the field. 75 yards in seven plays, and the Bucs were on the board quickly right here. Ronald Jones, the set back, Evans wide. Here's a handoff, Jones running to his left. Cuts it inside the five, three, two, one! Touchdown Tampa Bay! Ronald Jones takes it to the paint in the left end zone. Second year running back Ronald Jones coming into his own as he gets his latest touchdown on an official eight-yard run. And the Buccaneers have done this numerous times now this season. Take the opening kickoff, go down, and get seven points. We've seen it over and over again. And so you, you took the crowd out of the game. I mean, that's as bonkers an environment as you're going to find for an outdoor stadium. But the Bucs were able to take the Century Link. 70,000-plus out of the game on the opening drive. Now, to Russell Wilson's credit, they had already lost twice at home this season, coming in with a 6-2 record. They, they were not going to go quietly in this game. They came racing right back on their own 75-yard drive, and just three minutes after the Bucks were in the end zone, the Seahawks were in the end zone. Russell Wilson, shotgun formation, takes the snap, looks over the middle, looks over the middle, under pressure, throws a fade route near sideline, caught ball, touchdown Seattle Seahawks, Tyler Lockett, we can't cover it. Part of what would be a record-setting day uh, for Russell Wilson, the former NC State and Wisconsin for one season quarterback who has become uh, one of the top quarterbacks in all of the NFL, especially with the game on the line. So the game tied back 7-7. But undaunted, Buccaneers are able to drive into scoring range once again uh, with Winston finding Mike Evans with a couple of big completions, move the ball into scoring range, and then a wild play near the end of the first quarter where Jameis is looking for Mike Evans yet again on the left side of the end zone, and this happened. Kicks the leg, Winston the throw, dropping under pressure, steps out of the pocket, looks toward the end zone, he throws toward the end, it's in, caught ball, Rashad Perriman off a deflection, it's a touchdown Tampa Bay, wow! As always, these are the calls, Mean Gene Deckerhoff, Dave Moore, and I on Buccaneers Radio, and our uh, radio coverage coming from Seattle is Rashad Perryman came up with the deflected pass right at the goal line, almost like a basketball loose ball. Like a loose rebound flying through the air. Perriman grabs it, stayed inbounds, and scored a touchdown. His first touchdown as a Buccaneer since coming to the team as a free agent on a deflected pass. You'll take it. It counts as a touchdown pass for Jameis Winston. Touchdown reception, obviously, for Perriman of 15 yards. And you led 14-7. And again, for uh, for the Bucs, you see them playing similarly to how they did at the L.A. Coliseum, showing no fear on offense, driving the ball down and really taking it to the Seahawks. Both teams would exchange punts uh, and some field position, and then the Bucks would go on a march of 63 yards, six and a half minutes off the clock, and uh, Mike Evans eventually would be on the receiving end here late in the first half. Here is the snap. Winston looking toward the right, looking toward the... He's flushed out of the pocket. Looks downfield, throws the ball. Football! Touchdown, Tampa Bay, Mike Evans! What a dark throw by Winston again. That's three bullets he's thrown. And Evans, not an easy catch, dives down and makes the grab in the end zone, and he's a little limpy yeah, getting off. That's Evans' latest touchdown reception, the all-time Buccaneer leader in touchdown receptions in a career as he racks up another score, and the Buccaneers led by 14 points at 21-7. You talk about taking the crowd out of the game. At that point, 
in, in the hostile environment of that stadium in Seattle. They were stunned at the way that Tampa Bay was moving the football. But we knew there would be no quit in the uh, in the Seahawks, and they got one last chance. Bucks actually had the ball outside the two-minute warning, couldn't move it, couldn't get into scoring range, leading 21-7 eventually punted the ball away to Seattle, and the Seahawks worked it down the field in the final minute and a half of the first half, and Russell Wilson would cash it in here just before halftime. From the one-yard line, hand play action, bootleg roll, pass to the right side, caught ball, touchdown, Seattle Seahawks. Jacob Hollister, a tight end, and the rollout produces six. Jacob Hollister, the tight end, hauls in the touchdown reception. The extra point, though, no good. I should have made mention that earlier in that quarter um, that they uh, they missed a field goal. Jason Myers um, missing a field goal in that second quarter. Now a missed extra point as well. So the Seahawks leaving points on the table. The game 21-13 at this point. The Bucks got a good kickoff return from uh, return man TJ Logan. What a great job he's been doing uh, so far in this season on punts and kickoff returns when getting the opportunity as he's taken over that role the last couple of weeks. Had a big punt return in Nashville. Had a good kickoff return here. Unfortunately, it doesn't result in points as Matt Gay's field goal no good uh, at the end of the first half with the opportunity to try to take the lead uh, or advance the lead even further. So it remains an eight-point advantage, 21-13, and you knew the Seahawks were going to get the ball first to start the second half. They do get the ball first. They do march into scoring range on an 85-yard drive. And uh, in the end, Russell Wilson finds Tyler Lockett with a two-yard touchdown catch. DK Metcalf, the rookie receiver, uh, ends up catching the two-point conversion, and Seattle had tied the game at 21 apiece. But undaunted, Jameis Winston and the Bucks uh, would uh, get the opportunity on their first drive of the second half to march uh, the other way. A 10-play drive, 52 yards, 445 off the clock. And the Buccaneers would retake the lead here with Matt Gay coming up large. Good snap the spot. Here is the kick. Got it away. It is good. And the Buccaneers retake the lead at 24-21. 41-yard field goal puts the Bucks back in front at 24-21. This game on the seesaw, so many uh, lead changes, uh, so much uh, momentum change in this game, but the Bucks had the lead again here at this point. And then, uh, the, once again, Wilson driving the Seahawks late third quarter, early fourth quarter. They get into scoring range, but the Buck defense gets off the field, does a nice job of stopping uh, the Seahawks even though they had moved into scoring position into the red zone. So Jason Myers converts a field goal to make the game 24 apiece. And then would come an, ex an incredible exchange of turnovers, two hustle plays by each defense. First, the Seahawks get the ball back after a punt uh, by the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneer defense comes up with its first takeaway of the day. Blitz threat, here comes the blitz of the run to the outside is Carson, and he'll be stopped. He fumbled the ball. Is it recovered by the Bucs? It is. Tampa Bay should have the football. The ruling is the ball came out. It was recovered by the Tampa Bay player who was inbounds. Unfortunately, the Bucs not able to do anything with the ball, though, in this instance, because they would turn it over themselves. After the Carson turnover, Tampa Bay only runs three plays 
Uh, first, uh, Jameis Winston was looking deep for Mike Evans and missed him down the field in the middle of the end zone. Long throw, couldn't hit him with the long one. And then Chris Godwin comes up with a five-yard catch down to the Seattle 45, and then that would lead to this play the way that Gene and Dave called it. Here's the snap. Here comes the late Winston looks. Ball stripped away. It's recovered by the Seahawks to the 40, to the 35, to the 30. Tackle made at the 15-yard line. Winston has the ball knocked away. There'll be a quarterback sack, a strip sack. It's officially ruled a sack fumble by the Seahawks. Uh, for Michael Kendricks, he gets credit for a sack, but it's actually Donovan Smith being blocked into Jameis Winston's elbow, knocking the ball out. And it was picked up. Uh, by Raheem Green of Seattle running it the other way and Green actually races some 36 yards looked like he might score a touchdown great hustle play by Mike Evans to run more than 60 yards from where he was down the field and chase after Raheem Green when he saw the loose ball and the fumble and tackle him inside the Buccaneer 20 the reason why that would be big is Seattle didn't get a touchdown on the ensuing drive. Didn't get a touchdown on the fumble return. Didn't get a touchdown on the ensuing drive. Buccaneer defense holds. And once again, the field goal is good from Jason Myers. And so now it is the Seahawks back in front at this stage, 27-24 after the exchange of turnovers. Bucks again move into scoring range uh, with under seven minutes to play. Actually, under six minutes to play, but the drive stalled, a six-play, 44-yard drive, and that would lead to Matt Gay kicking his second field goal of the day. A 45-yarder goes through the uprights, reties the game at 27. I told you this was just back and forth. I was standing there on the sideline uh, as part of the radio coverage, talking with Gene and Dave on the air, talking to people uh, on the sideline, uh, Sarah Walsh from... Fox Sports that was there doing the sideline coverage for them. John Clayton, if you remember him from ESPN for so many years as an insider. John now uh, does a bunch of independent contracting work, including working for the Seahawks radio broadcast. He was down there on the sideline with me. And the professor and I were saying, this is whoever has the ball last. This is just back and forth. Seesaw, momentum changes. So the game 27 all. And that's when the Seahawks got into scoring range very quickly. It took less than a minute for once again Russell Wilson to go up top. Here's the snap, Wilson, play action, drops back to throw, wants to go deep, throws it deep down the far sideline, caught ball of the 35, to the 15, to the 10, touchdown Seahawks, DK Metcalf, 53-yard touchdown. 53 yards on the pass to the rookie Metcalf as he beat Jamel Dean uh, over the top. Dean uh, had some struggles in coverage, had some plays, again was left on an island uh, a bunch in the second half of this game trying to cover Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Metcalf gets the 53-yarder. Seattle's in front, and you really knew now at this point with four minutes to go, you're going to be hard-pressed to go get the win. Uh, but you're going you're gonna to have to go get a touchdown and then try to get the ball back to, to somehow get a victory. Well, the Bucks were undaunted. They moved into uh, Seattle territory. Very quickly, Jameis running the hurry-up hits Mike Evans over the middle. And Evans able to get down to the one-yard line. Now you're under a minute to go, down at the one, and you got everything going on. The fire flying, you're, you're, you've got a timeout. You're trying not to leave as, as much time for Russell Wilson on the clock. You go ahead and get the touchdown here. Knocking on the door. First down goal from a yard away. The snap, feed the ball. Ogden Mowali from Wisconsin scores a Tampa Bay touchdown. 46 seconds left. 
Daria Gunbawale scores for the second straight week. This one from a yard out. And it's important to note, too, the Seahawks had a timeout left, too, and probably would have taken a timeout if you were trying to milk the clock, uh, etc. So I give credit to uh, to the Bucks here for being able to get the touchdown. Uh, you'll hear Coach Bruce Arians talking about strategy after this one when I uh, talk to him on the Hooters postgame show and I make mention of, did you think about going for two here? He didn't hesitate. He went with Matt Gay uh, with the extra point to retie the game. That gave Wilson and the Seahawks a chance to move into scoring range, and he did so scrambling with his feet at an outstanding scramble, moving them into scoring range. But again, they set up the clock. They set up the field goal. This with the game on the line, just seconds remaining. Seattle took their final timeout, now trying to win the game at 34-all with a field goal. Here is the snap, the spot, the kick is airborne, and it is no good, no good. He missed it wide to the right. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. (laughs) Oh, and Jason Myers misses again. And you almost got the feeling, is this going to be the Bucs' day here, that Myers had now missed not once, not twice, but three times, all going the same direction towards that end zone that has what they call the hawk's nest seating, the bleachers that are kind of in a pyramid shape at the top of the stadium. He missed there over and over again Sunday. He was a Pro Bowl kicker. Uh, last year, but Myers uh, botched that field goal, and we would go to modified sudden death overtime, the first time that the Buccaneers have played an overtime game under the new rule of 10-minute sudden death instead of 15 minutes. We've played sudden death under the new modified rules of if you kick a field goal, the other team gets one possession to either kick the field goal or maybe win the game with a touchdown, uh, etc. So modified overtime coming into play. Seahawks able to win the toss. Seahawks able to move into scoring position. Again, Wilson finding DK Metcalf with a big catch. And that set up going. They did not try the field goal, by the way. They didn't want to give the Bucks life or a possession. They wanted the touchdown. They went ahead on first down here looking for the end zone. Out of the gun, takes the snap. Looking to a slant route. Ball, ball touchdown. Seattle wins the ballgame. And there you go. That's the way it ended. Jacob Hollister's second touchdown catch of the day. Record-setting fifth touchdown pass for Russell Wilson. A new career high for him. Um, uh, wow. What what a battle back and forth. I know it hurts. I know it stings, but it was a great football game, and sometimes you just have to credit the other team who's really good at making plays uh, in the end. And Russell Wilson made enough plays as he got the game-winning touchdown pass for Seattle to now go to 7-2 on the season, dropping the Bucs to 2-6 with a fourth consecutive defeat. Hard fought as it was, it still goes down as a loss. So, again, I credit a lot of the effort, a lot of the want to and the will, because the Bucs could have folded up in the second half of this game a couple of times, kept battling, got a turnover. Again, Mike Evans, great hustle to stop the Seahawks from scoring. Defense did its job a couple of times on forcing field goals as opposed to touchdowns to keep you in the game. Offense does the job to go get the game tied. So uh, there are things to like and things to build on here as uh, as the second half of the season is now going to really unfold with a lot of home games. You get five of them. Uh, down the stretch um, here at home, or actually four of them down the stretch here at home. We'll see how it all works out uh, for the Bucks in uh, in regards to uh, continuing the good play, getting some games at home, and how that will how that will all play out. So when things were done, 
again, inside what was a, a tough, quiet locker room on the Hooters postgame show, Jameis Winston was up first. Uh, no, it's not a win. Yes, they did some things well offensively. Here's the Buccaneers quarterback as we talk to him postgame. Let's talk first about battling to get the game tied as you were able to. You scrambled first for a first down on a fourth and ten play. Describe the play, what you saw, and what you did, if you would. It's had good protection. It was man-to-man, and uh, it was critical. That's why I just gave it all I got to get the first down. How aware uh, were you of the line and what you needed there? Because you had a defender right by you as well. Uh, well, the good thing is that the mark was on our sideline, so I knew uh, what to get to. And uh, instead of sliding, I had made sure I did like a little jump, jump slide so I can get the yardage. You got a ball to Mike Evans, got inside the one. You then elected to go uh, almost kind of like a hurry up, keep the same personnel. Again, describe all of that, and then Dari ends up getting the touchdown. Just great execution by our entire team. Offensive line did a great job of demanding the line of scrimmage today. And uh, just unfortunately, we couldn't get it. Mike Evans, another huge day, I believe, unofficially career-high, 12 catches in the game. Why has he been so effective here recently? Uh, when teams don't double him, he's deadly. Um, he, he's just going to continue to shine uh, once you get one-on-one matchups. And is this just a case here again where Russell Wilson uh, and the Seahawks at home, they just they seem to have magic at this place, do they not? Uh, they're, they're a great football team. He's a great quarterback. I believe we fought really hard, and, uh, and, we, and we, we just got to find a way to win this game. Again, for Jameis Winston, a couple of more touchdown passes, 16 of them on the season. That ties him for third most through the first eight games in team history as uh, as Winston is now tied with Brad Johnson's 2003 season. Ryan Fitzpatrick had 17 touchdowns to start the year. Jameis had 17 in 2016 to start the year in eight games. So he is one behind that. Uh, Winston also has the most passing yards of any Buccaneer quarterback ever in a season. Again, the passing uh, emphasis is different. The rules are different now in the modern 2010s NFL, but Jameis still has 2,407 yards, the most ever for a Bucks quarterback in team history through eight games. Um, and uh, give uh, give credit. The, the offense is clicking. The offense is scoring points. That is not the issue. You've got to fix some things, obviously, on defense. So that leads us back inside of the locker room. Um, there at CenturyLink Field. And rookie linebacker Devin White, who led the Bucks with 12 tackles, had a couple of plays I'm sure that he would like to have back. He did force a fumble in the fourth quarter of this game, forced actually two fumbles, a great hustle play in the third quarter on Chris Carson to knock the ball out. Uh, but in the end, it's, a, it's an L. But uh, here was some of what Devin White had to say after this one was over. Devin, we just joined you here on the on the radio network. Uh, the effort was there throughout the day today to battle and to get into overtime. Can you just follow up on that part on hanging in? Yeah, I mean, this team shows it every time you step on the field, you know. But, like, the thing is overcoming mistakes. You're always going to have mistakes. You know, no team in the world going to play a perfect game. So it's just whoever can overcome their mistakes and execute. I mean, we got to beat at that today. But, you know, I mean, you can't harp on it now. It, it happened, but got to get better from it because – at the end of the day, you know, the, the reverse, the role is going to be reversed and we'll be coming out on top. I feel it. The uh, head coach was just saying several hustle plays, including yours, where you ran down Chris Carson and were able to punch the ball out. Just describe what you did there on that play to run across the field and be able to track him down. I mean, he was in open field. Somebody got to go make the tackle. And, you know, that's my job. Like, I get paid to tackle people, you know, and that's, that's what I do. So, you know, when he in open field and, you know, he think of end zone, I got to think ball because, you know, that's when they get a little careless. When they run towards the end zone, end zone, you know, so 
just make a play. This was one of the first times, obviously, that you, it is the first time you've been out there with Russell Wilson in Seattle, obviously. This guy is, is something special. Just describe going against him and going against the Seahawks, if you would. Um, going against Russell Wilson is great, you know, but it was all about me and my team. You know, he did, he made great plays. Uh, we, we stopped him a lot. You know, we did a lot of great things against, against him. You know, so that just show you where we are as a defense. And, you know, being in Seattle, the atmosphere, everything everybody talked about, he lived up to it. I mean, it was, I mean, it was a great game all the way down to the wire. It's a good thing, because we finally get to say this, you get to go back home and play a game at Raymond James Stadium now. You regroup and you get ready to go play the Cardinals back finally at home. It's time to go to work, time to get back in the film, on the practice field, put in the work and go get us a win. That's all this about. Yeah, it's tough. For the rookie and for the rest of the defense, they've got to find some answers. Near the bottom in points allowed, near the bottom in pass defense and passing yards allowed. Got to find some answers with eight games to go here in the season. And I may have misspoke. Five of them are going to be at home. Three games remain on the road at Atlanta, at Jacksonville, and against the Lions, but you'll get five games at home, including division games with the Saints and also uh, the the year-ender with the Atlanta Falcons that are still upcoming. So a uh, tough, uh, tough day all the way around for the Bucks to have to swallow an overtime loss. The head coach was with me after the game is over with, Coach Bruce Arians, who had had some success. He had won a couple of times with the Arizona Cardinals in Seattle. Knew all about that atmosphere in that situation. But uh, in the end, Russell Wilson, a guy he's familiar with, just too good. Here were the co- the coach's comments after this one was done as part of our Hooters postgame show. Lots of drama, lots of plot twists at the end of this one, and the head coach is here with me. Let's talk about getting the game tied, first of all. You're down by seven. You put a drive together. You get in the end zone. Uh, a couple of big plays to Mike Evans on that drive. Just tell me more about it. Yeah, I, I th- you know, they continue to play one-on-one, and, uh, you know, well, I think Mike had 16 targets and another huge day, and Jameis just did a great job of distributing the ball all day long. And, uh, you know, we, we knocked it in, uh, hurry up, and had a good running play and knocked it in the end zone. Before uh, the touchdown, Jameis Winston on a fourth and ten right at the two-minute warning. A week ago around the same time, didn't quite get to the line. Today he got to the line. Just tell me more about what you saw on that play. Yeah, I thought he made it by three, but, uh, you know, the referee spotted it. It was like we made it by an inch or two. And, uh, but he, great job. They pl- they've played man-to-man for the, one of the few times in the game, and he saw it and took off. There were 40-something seconds left. Did you give any thought at all about going for two and trying to get the lead, knowing Seattle's going to have the ball with a, with, a, with a timeout left anyway? No, not at all. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of uh, going out and, and, and kicking the ball, get it to overtime. And then in the overtime, Russell Wilson is able to find a couple of receivers and get into scoring range. Is this, again, a game where you got to credit a player like that in this building? He just seems to work magic, does he not? Yeah, Russell, Russell's one of the best in the league. You know, i got to give our guys credit, though, man. We, we played our tails off. We had six rookies out there at times in defense, and uh, those young guys, man, they were playing hard. Jamal Dean got a bunch of action. You know, Carlton pulled a muscle before the game. And uh, so Jamel just, I thought, did a heck of a job stepping in and all those young guys. But, uh, you know, my hat's off to, to Russell. He made the plays to win the game, but our guys fought their ass off. Back to Mike Evans. Again, he ends up uh, officially with a 12-catch game. He had another huge play on the fumble return. Coach, he ran 60 or 70 yards to track down the defensive end, keep him out of the end zone. They only got a field goal. Can you just tell us more about the hustle play? It's a great effort play. I mean, we had two of those, Devin White catching Chris Carson, knocking the ball out, uh, and it just bounces out of bounds. That would have been a huge play for us uh, on, his, on his only long run. And uh, But, yeah, our guys are fighting, man. I can't ask for any more effort. Uh, I'm really, really proud of our guys.
You mentioned Carlton Davis. You also lost a couple of defensive linemen in this game in Carl Nassib, Anthony Nelson. Uh, any update on any of those statuses here immediately after this one? No, pulled muscles. And, uh, you know, Carlton pulled a muscle, and I think the travel of the seven weeks finally caught up to us. And finally, for this team, you mentioned that. You've been on the road a bunch for five games, even left the continent to play in London. You just now get to regroup and thankfully get to go back home and play a game coming this week, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know what it's like <laughs> to go across the street, but uh, it'll be fun. Hopefully our fans will come out. Uh, I know they're disappointed, and uh, but our guys are fighting their ass off. you got a team you can cheer to. 40-34 it ends as uh, the Bucks go down to defeat for the fourth consecutive time now and have to bounce back, have to find a way to regroup at home with the Arizona Cardinals. Coach Bruce Arians' old team, Arizona losing on Thursday night football to the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, first-year coach Cliff Kingsbury, number one overall pick Kyler Murray, the ageless wonder receiver Larry Fitzgerald on offense, Patrick Peterson, one of the best cover corners in the NFL, We'll wait to see how it all plays out upcoming for that game uh, coming this week. A couple more superlatives that came out of this football game. Buccaneers did get some sacks uh, in this contest. A couple of them in the first half were shared between uh, Shaq Barrett uh, and another. Also, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and Devin White ended up uh, sharing a sack. Bo Allen got one later on in the game. Buccaneers had some injuries on the defensive line with Carl Nassib going out with a groin injury. Um, Anthony Nelson, the uh, rookie defensive end, also went out with a hamstring injury. So you're playing a little shorthanded. Jason Pierre-Paul played all but three plays in the game because of the injuries that were going on with some other guys that were out there on the line. And again, we mentioned Devin White with the 12 tackles uh, for the game to lead the Bucks in this one. So credit to the rookie out of LSU helping to lead that defense. Got to tighten up the pass defense, though, moving forward. All right, so a reminder again, we're here after these games are over with on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. However you found it through the Buccaneers mobile app or Buccaneers.com, you, you can simply subscribe. You can obviously go to uh, the mobile app or the website and find it, but if you subscribe, it comes automatically to you through iTunes or wherever you have podcasts. It comes to your phone, your iPad, so subscribe to Nothing But Bucks. As soon as the games are over with, you'll have a podcast coming your way on Monday uh, here from me. And hopefully we're talking about a happier time against the Arizona Cardinals. My thanks to Steve Carney helping me with highlights and interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Uh, that will do it for this edition of Nothing But Bucks. Bucks and Cardinals, home sweet home. Good to be back home with Arizona coming to town to coach his old team. Todd Bowles was obviously the offensive coordinator out there as well. Byron Leftwich was with the staff a year ago out in Arizona. So now the Cardinals come in. That's a 1 o'clock game. Be there, be loud uh, for this matchup. Finally back at Raymond James Stadium for the first time since we played the Giants back in September. See if the Buccaneer crowd can affect the Cardinals in some portion, if not most of the way, like uh, like what the Seahawks crowd did, a very loud crowd in the Pacific Northwest. All you can control is this coming Sunday. Let's see if the Bucs can get a win with the Cardinals. One thing's for sure, we're back to talk all about next week's game on another edition of Nothing But Bucks. Bye.